Good Tidings of Great Joy. Oh, yes. Welcome to the Good Tidings Radio broadcast here on the airwaves of WXAN Radio in Ava, Illinois. If you're listening close close by on your radio and you're listening across um, the airwaves, we're found on 103.9 FM. And or you can find us on the internet at www.wxanradio.com. Click on that, and when we pull you pull up our website, you'll see a place where a link where it says "Listen Live." Click on that and listen live. Now text your friends, call your friends all across the country, all across the world. Let them know that the Good Tidings Radio broadcast is on, and I am your radio pastor. I am David Pinkerton, glad that you're tuned in today all across the region, all across the country. Grab your Bibles and open them up this morning, would you? We're excited today to be with you on the Good Tidings Radio broadcast because we're going to try to answer some questions. We're going to deal with the subject of heaven. Everybody loves to talk about heaven. I love to talk about it, teach about it, preach about it because this is not where you're going to stay forever. If you know Christ as your Savior, you're going to go to heaven one of these days, dear friend. That's where you're going to be, and that's exciting. Glad to have Dorinda, my wife, with us again today on the Good Tidings radio broadcast. And we were excited to share with you God's Word on the subject of heaven. Now remember this, we love to quote Jesus because you'll never be wrong quoting Jesus. We also love to open the Word of God, the Bible, because it is God's Word, It's the mind of God when we open it. And all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man and the woman of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So let's dive into this this morning. Let's deal with the subject of heaven. God wants everyone to go to heaven, and you can know for sure that you're going to go to heaven because the Bible teaches a no-so salvation. The Scripture says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. 1 John chapter number 5. So you can know for sure you're going to heaven. You've heard us express that in previous messages. The Bible teaches it. We want you to be encouraged today with the Good Tidings radio broadcast. And if you're listening and you don't know for sure you're going to heaven, we're going to give you an opportunity to believe on Jesus here in just a bit. And like the Philippian jailer of Acts 16, 31, he said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. The word believe means to trust in, depend upon, or rely upon Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Have you done that? Do you know for sure if you died, you're going to heaven? Or are you a nervous Christian? Are you a nervous believer? Are you an unbeliever? Hey, if you're an unbeliever, heaven's not going to be your home. But heaven can be your home. If you'll listen today, and if you'll accept Jesus, trust Him to be your Savior. Believe on Him. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Let's deal with heaven. We're going to do this in the format today. Dorinda and I are here with you. We're going to do this in the format of questions, okay? We're going to deal in the format of questions today about heaven and answer some questions. So listen close. Pull up a chair and listen close. Lean forward. Open up your ears. Open up your eyes to see what God has to say, okay? Let's answer some questions about heaven. If you have your Bibles, open them up to 1 John chapter, or rather, John chapter 14 and verse number 1 through 3. 
John chapter 14, verse 1 through 3. The Bible says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, and this is Jesus speaking, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Let's deal with the subject of heaven, okay? Many people wonder, what's heaven going to be like? Will I go there immediately? Is heaven a real place? If it is, where is it? Where is it located? If I die as a Christian, do I go immediately uh, to heaven? And if I did, how long would it be to make that trip to get there? And when I got to heaven, would I know my friends? Would they know me? What would I look like in heaven? Would I have a body? Can I eat a cheeseburger in heaven? Would my loved ones know who I am? Would I know my loved ones? Would I know my grandfather and grandmother? You know, I like to have a little fun, but all these are good questions, and people have them. Let's answer these today from the biblical standpoint, okay, of heaven, because one of the greatest causes of sorrow, folks, when a loved one passes away from us is the lack of knowledge concerning the dead. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 13, for the Christian, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which sleep in Christ, believers live forever, they life, but we only sleep in Christ when we close the eyes in this body, and to be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. So I want to share with you what the Word of God says, okay? Let's answer some questions. Number one, is heaven a real place? Yes, it is. Just as real as Ava, Illinois, Murfreesboro, Illinois, the Bible teaches that heaven is a real, literal, physical place. Jesus said in John 14, verses 2 and 3, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Now, I mentioned that heaven is a place because some people think that heaven is a state of mind. Jesus said in Matthew 6, verses 19 and 20, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and steal. Now, friends, that can only be said of an actual, real, literal, physical place. And if you, if we had the time, we were not going to take it. But if you read Revelation chapter 21, Revelation chapter 22, then you're going to see a beautiful description of a holy city, the new Jerusalem. That's the eternal home of the saved. Are you going there? Do you know Christ as your Savior? If you do, you know you're going there. The Bible says that the walls of that city are made of jasper. And it goes on to say that it has three gates on the east and on the west and on the north and on the south. And these gates are made of pearl. And every gate is of one of the pearls. So I say that heaven's not a state of mind. This can only be said about a literal, physical place. I want to say this too. Some well-meaning Christians say, he or she, referring to someone who's passed on, went on to their reward. Now, folks, that is not true. Heaven is not a reward. It's a place for those who have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
you will be rewarded at the Bema seat of Christ, the judgment for believers, but heaven is not a reward. It is a real place for those who are born again to reside in. So they do not go to their reward. That is a misconception by well-meaning people. Heaven is a place. Number two, what kind of place is heaven? Well, first, heaven is a place of indescribable beauty and glory. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, or in other words, cross man's mind, the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Now, wait a minute. The Bible says that it's never crossed man's mind, that there's no way to imagine the indescribable beauty of heaven. Well, again, I suggest to you to read Revelations chapter 21 and 22. And when you finish, you'll only have a little glimpse of this beautiful place called heaven. One night, a young boy was walking with his grandfather. It was a beautiful night. The sky was deep blue, and it seemed like a million stars were on parade. The little boy pulled at his grandfather's coattail and said, Grandpa, Grandpa, if heaven is so beautiful on the outside, what must it look like on the inside? (laughs) The songwriter was correct when he and she wrote, How beautiful heaven must be, sweet home of the happy and free. Well, folks, heaven is a place of indescribable beauty and glory. But heaven also is a place of perfect rest. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 14 and verse 13, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. In other words, saved from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. Most people here on this earth have never known what it's like to experience a complete and a perfect rest. With no worries, no schedules to meet, no time clocks to punch, no alarm clocks to go off on your cell phone, or to wake you early in the morning, folks. But heaven is a place of indescribable beauty, and it's a place of perfect rest. No burdens. The cares of this life are gone. It's going to be a beautiful place. But heaven, too, is a place of open vision. Now, there are so many things that I cannot explain here, but I want you to remember that. You don't understand. You and I are limited in our understanding right now as to what God does in our life or upon this earth or what he allows. We don't know. He doesn't check with us first. But we know that he's an all-loving, caring, uh, kind, merciful, gracious, forgiving God. He's a God of grace. He's a God of mercy, but he's also a God of judgment. But he also is a God that tells us to acknowledge him and he shall direct our paths because We don't know where we're going, and we don't understand why God allows what he allows sometimes. But it's a place of open vision. We'll understand there. All we can understand right now is what Romans 8 and verse 28 teaches us, that it is is all things work together for good to them that love God. Now, folks, God knows we don't always know. One morning or one day we'll understand. We'll have an open vision. Right now, we don't. We look through a glass darkly. In other words, we don't understand why God allows everything the way he does. So, number three, consider this. Do the saved go to heaven immediately? And the answer is yes. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 8, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Now, there are only two places that a Christian can ever be in the body, or with the Lord. And in Philippians 1 and verse 23, Paul said, I'm in a strait betwixt two. 
having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Now, to depart and be with Christ, think about this. Man is not a body. Man is a soul that has a body. The Bible says that God created man in his own image and that God breathed into his nostrils and he became a living soul. That's Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. So our body is not us. It is what we own. My body is my possession. If I bump my head, I say, ouch, I've bumped my head. So it's my head, my hands, my feet, my ears. But it also is my watch and my coat. So my coat is my possession and my body is also my possession. The body is simply the house in which we live right now. And I am the soul and the spirit that's on the inside. How do we know that? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23. Paul said, I pray your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So when a person dies, their soul and spirit leave their body and go immediately, get this, to be with Christ. There are well-known religions that teach that when you die, you go to a place where you float around until people gather together and pray you in, out of this place of purgatory. Folks, purgatory does not exist. It's not in the Bible. It's made up from a man-made doctrine. When a person dies lost, they go to hell immediately. When they die a Christian, saved by the blood of Jesus Christ and faith in him, they go immediately to be with Jesus. There is no purgatory, folks. And in London, England, Dorinda and I like this. There's a tombstone that has an unusual epitaph. A man named Solomon Pease gave instruction before he died to put these words on his tombstone. And we want to read them to you. Here they are. Quote, beneath these clouds and beneath these trees lies the body of Solomon Pease. This is not Pease. This is only his pod. Pease has shelled out and gone home to God. <laughs> End of quote. Now, folks, when we read that, we kind of wish we were Solomon Pease because that would be cool to have on your tombstone. I'm telling you, that was creative and witty, but it was also biblically accurate. When the Christian dies, the body dies, ceases to function, he or she goes immediately to be with Christ, absent from the body, present with the Lord. So another question about heaven. Will we know each other in heaven? Well, the Bible indicates that we will. I love to quote Jesus. Listen to what he said. When ye shall see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God. Now, wait a minute. Here the Bible teaches that we're going to know Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jesus said it. On the Mount of Transfiguration, Moses and Elijah appeared with Christ. Now keep in mind that Moses lived and died long before Elijah was born. But on the Mount of Transfiguration, Moses knew Elijah, and Elijah knew Moses. They not only knew each other, but they still had the same names. Someone asks, Will we have our same names in heaven? Well, I don't know for sure, but I know that Moses still was Moses. Elijah was still Elijah. Abraham was still Abraham. Isaac was still Isaac. And Jacob was still Jacob. Maybe we will, folks. Will we know each other in heaven? And the biblical answer is yes. Moses knew Elijah, and Elijah knew Moses. Though they never had met on earth, they not only knew each other, 
but they knew what had happened in what was going to happen in the future. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 9 that they discussed the death that Jesus should accomplish in Jerusalem. Get that. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 12. Now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as I am known. Yes, dear friends, we will know our mother in heaven. We will know our father, our grandparents, our friends, our spouses. We'll know these little boys and girls that got saved in your Sunday school class, in your congregation, in your church, because pastor, missionary, Christian friend, your labor's not in vain in Jesus. Amen. He said, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know as your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Yes, you're going to know those who have went on before you. So, a fifth question about heaven. Will we have a body in heaven? And the Bible seems to indicate that we will, yes. In Luke chapter 16, when Lazarus died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom, the rich man looked across a great gulf and saw Lazarus in Abraham's bosom. And in the conversation with Abraham, he asked that Lazarus dip his finger in water. That implies that Lazarus had a body. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 1, Paul says, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. He goes on to say that this tabernacle in this tabernacle we groan, desiring to be clothed upon with our body or tabernacle which is from heaven. So the body does or the Bible rather does indicate that there will be a body between death and resurrection. It is a body that will be occupied until Jesus comes and this body is raised. Friends, the Bible teaches that Jesus is coming. And when he comes, the bodies of Christians will be raised from the dead. 1 Thessalonians 4.16, wow. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ, which means the saved, shall rise first. So Christians are going to come out of the graves. The Bible says in Acts 24 and verse 15, There shall be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust. In John chapter 5 and verse 28 and 29, Jesus said, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, in the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice, and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. In Job chapter 19 and verse 29, or rather verse Job chapter 19, verse 25 through 27, the Bible says, I, Job said, I know that my Redeemer liveth, and he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet... In my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold and not another. 
So the body teaches that when a man or woman die, their soul and spirit leave the body and go immediately to be with Christ. And based upon 2 Corinthians chapter 5, that soul and spirit occupy a temporary body between death and the resurrection while awaiting the resurrection of this body. So we suppose that the body of 2 Corinthians 5 is a temporary body that the believer occupies until death and resurrection. And when Jesus comes, the Bible says the dead in Christ shall be raised first. And when this body is raised, the Bible teaches that it will be a body exactly like Jesus. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But when but we know that when when he, that's Jesus, shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Philippians chapter three and verse number twenty and twenty one. For our conversation, or in other words, our citizenship, is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior. The Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. So now here's the picture that a Christian dies, his soul and spirit leave the body, go immediately be with Christ, and their body is buried, and the body goes back to the dust. It may be a hundred years before Jesus comes, maybe a thousand years. Or on the other hand, it may be only a year or a day. Nobody knows when Jesus is coming. But when he does come, the Bible says that he will come with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall be raised first. And the body of that Christian will be raised from the dead. The soul and the spirit have been with Christ since the death, and that will be brought back. Listen to 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 13 and 14. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as those which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. So when Jesus comes, the saints who have died will come back with him. The body will be raised, and the soul and spirit will be reunited with the resurrected body in eternity, and the person will be with Christ. First <laughs> Thessalonians 4.17, And so shall we ever be with the Lord. we got just a little bit of time left. How about another question about heaven? Number six, do the saved in heaven know what is happening on earth? And the answer is yes. As we're going to take a look from a number of Bible verses, as time allows us, the saved in heaven are conscious and awake. Some think that when a man dies, he goes to sleep and nothing happens until the resurrection. But the Bible says that man sleeps, and that sleep has a reference only to his body, not to him. 1 Thessalonians 4.13 says, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. In John chapter 11, Jesus spoke of Lazarus as being asleep. But that has no reference to the soul and spirit. There are other Bible verses that teach those in heaven are conscious and know what is happening on earth. Now here's a good rule to follow when interpreting the Bible. Listen closely, everybody. When you study the Word of God, listen. Never use an obscure passage to contradict a clear passage. Let me show you some verses. 
that teach that those in heaven are conscious and awake. Luke 15, verse 7 and 10. There is more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than 99 just persons who need no repentance. The rejoicing is not by the angels, because angels do not know what salvation is. The only ones who can rejoice are those who know what salvation is. Up in heaven, the saved look down on earth. They see friends and loved ones who accept Christ as Savior, and they rejoice over their salvation. When we read Revelation chapter 6, verses 9 and 10, when the fifth seal was opened, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they were they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Now, these people in heaven are those that have been martyred or slain. The Bible says they cried with a loud voice. They weren't asleep. Rather, they're talking to the Lord and asking, How long before you do something about those who martyred us? Wow. So do the saved on earth, in earth, in heaven know what is happening on earth? Yes. Now listen, Hebrews 12 and verse 1. Wherefore, seeing also we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Now these witnesses are mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11 which lists at least 17 names. Then Hebrews chapter 12 comes on and begins, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. In the original manuscripts, there were no chapter and verse divisions. These were added by men. Spurgeon complained about those who chopped the Bible up into chapters and verses, and I think his complaint was probably justified. Now, if we stop at the end of Hebrews chapter 11, then we miss a very important truth because Hebrews chapter 12 teaches that those in heaven know what is happening upon the earth. We are compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses. Now, time is getting away from us. We're going to have to wrap this up, but maybe we'll bring this back because there's still so many more questions about heaven. But if you're not If you don't know for sure you're going to heaven, follow me in this prayer from the sincerity of your heart. Jesus, please forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my heart and save my soul. I'm trusting you and you alone to be my personal Savior and take me to heaven. Folks, this has been the Good Tidings Radio broadcast. We are thankful for you. And remember, Jesus loves you. We're praying for you. Thanks for tuning in. Tell others about the Good Tidings broadcast, but tell someone else about Jesus so they can be saved and go to heaven. Are you going to heaven today? If so, are you taking someone with you? Tell them about Jesus because Jesus is Good Tidings. Good times of great joy. Oh, yes.